This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everybody. Happy Cinco de Mayo, and welcome to, I think, if I'm correct on this estimation, the first ever solo edition of Front Office Features, featuring yours truly, as my good partner, buddy, Rob, is still off building a ballpark and making sure that that is up and ready and to go. I spoke to him briefly this morning. I could hear the stress in his voice. I told him, buddy, I got you. Go deal with this. Uh, opening day for him is now less than a week away, which is insane. There feels like he probably has so much stuff on his plate. I was talking to him and, and he was checking the boxes of what still is to come. And I said, don't tell me too much because we, we should save this for an episode of your return next week when you can kind of give us the lowdown of what it's been like truly the past couple weeks, months. And give people like yourselves a peek behind the curtain of what really goes on and what goes into building a ballpark and how the last couple of weeks can f feel like you're literally in a hurricane. Because I could tell in his voice, um, he was probably in a category four, about to be in a category five. So good luck to our buddy, Rob. Um, I hope if he has a chance to listen to this, uh, if you can send him some well wishes. We talked about stress at length in this uh, podcast a couple weeks ago of what sent me down a dark, dark rabbit hole. Um, so if you are listening to this, give Rob a quick shout that you're there thinking of him, rooting for him, and hoping all goes smoothly come next Tuesday for the Woo Sox inaugural season and opening day of a, his third ballpark, which is, again, a feat in itself. Most people dream of ever doing one. Rob insanely has gone through three of these uh I'm, I'm assuming by the tone in his voice this morning it'll be his last but you'll never know history tends to repeat itself um so anyways uh you've got me and only me so we'll see how this goes i'm in my basement uh by myself it is cinco de mayo so i've already had one of margaritas to celebrate with my wife who i proposed to on this day I believe 10 years ago to the day. Um, so happy anniversary to Rachel. And thank you for letting me come down here and do this to talk to you all uh, and to myself as this should be quite interesting. Um, I've taken some notes already to give myself a little bit more preparation than usual to stay on track. But uh, I just want to start off with just saying, first of all, as I was counting up, we are getting closer and closer to 50,000 total downloads of this podcast in a little over a year time, which quite frankly is absolutely insane for me to say um, and extremely grateful for all of you to continue listening, helping us grow, 
this platform and, and sticking with us through the past year and a half of obviously the most challenging points of a lot parts of our life. Um, and I and I just one of the things I wanted to, to touch on, and I've been talking to a lot of different folks, individuals, universities, and it just seems apropos is today is probably or this week is 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 a lot of you are wrapping up your college careers. And first of all, congratulations uh, on making it this far. You've done everything that you were supposed to quote unquote do along the way to get to this point. You're getting your diploma. Um, it's an amazing accomplishment. You should feel really proud. Take a moment, take a step back to re- just realize what you actually have gone through from grade school to middle school to high school to now completing college and getting ready to start on this journey uh, and hopefully land that job in sports that you're all aspiring to get. And I'm, and I'm just here to just kind of touch on some of the things to, to the do's and don'ts uh, in the next couple weeks, months, as you go down that path. And I'm sometimes can vividly remember the situation of myself and the pressure that you might be feeling from professors or friends or, or parents or whoever that are telling you, you need to have a job and this is how it goes. And this is the only way to do it. Look, there is no right way or wrong way to do this. There is such a long journey ahead for most of you. You haven't even scratched the surface of what adversity is going to look like in your life. Believe me, trust me on that. It will be okay. For most of you listening, it will be okay. If you do what you're supposed to do, if you stick to the process and the plan, if you take all the hard work and all the dedication you've put in the time to get to this point today, when you're getting ready to graduate from college and go out there and and, and get that sports job and start your dream job, just no, it doesn't have to happen overnight. It took you 22 years, 21 years to get to this point now. The rest of your life will not be come, come together in a matter of days, weeks, months, whatever. You also, you know what? If you need to take some time to just regroup and get your mind straight after the year you just went through and the adversity you just dealt with and everything that has been going on in this world, to just take a breath, that's okay too. It's okay not to start your job or your career day one. You have the rest of your life most likely to work, which for most of you now is going to be a good 40 to 45, maybe 50 years. So hearing from everybody of like, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know what? Trust your gut. Do it what you feel is right. If it feels, if you feel like taking some time to go to Europe and see the world once the world does open back up, go do it. Go get stories. We've had people on this podcast. Chris Reuter, the CEO of Spikeball, hired people because he loved their story about what they did post-college. And it was about riding bikes, right? So there is no right or wrong way to do this. I mean, well, I guess there is a wrong way. But you just need to take it, take a moment, take a step back, and appreciate what you've accomplished already, know that there's a lot ahead of you, a lot. And it won't be an easy road. There's no ascension to the top, straight to the top, no bumps along the way. You're going to deal with so many things that you never thought possible and that they don't teach you in school or you could ever even think about. Things that happen in the workplace, things that happen outside the workplace. There is so much things that happen around you that the next week, 
two weeks, three weeks that you may or may not have a job is not going to define the rest of your career. Trust me on that. It will be okay. Things will come back. Things are already coming back. But for you to then right now deviate from your plan or your process because things are challenging or things are hard and you've been told if you have to have this or you have to have that at any given moment will not set you up for success. It will send you down the wrong path. It will not take you for all the work and dedication you've put in, the sacrifices you've done, the money you've invested in yourself or your college education to now all of a sudden hit the right turn signal and go off course because you feel like you have to either do it the certain way or keep up with the Joneses will backfire on you exponentially more than you having a quote-unquote job right now just to say you have a job. The reason the most of you want to do what Rob and I do for a living is so you don't have a job. So everything about that is completely counterintuitive of what you've sacrificed to this point. Like we talk about it all the time. You've invested so much money to be able to get the right to apply for this position that you're going to go for, right? You've, you've either taken out a loan, your parents have helped you, you've worked two or three jobs to get yourself through college, whatever it may be, it wasn't cheap. And it now has granted you that diploma which then just gives you the right to hit the apply button or send your resume in. Aside from that, what else is going on? Like you need to make sure that you've done everything right to this point, quote unquote, that now that you actually have the opportunity to go out and get the roles that you were hoping to get and you're aspiring to get and the networking you did and the internships you did and the experience and the volunteering you've gained over these last couple of years is put to something that you actually want to do. Because if you just go get a job, you're not working in sports anymore for the right reasons. You're just getting a job. You can go get a job anywhere, right? So just trust me on this to like take a deep breath. It will be okay. Some of you who are listening to this right now probably know exactly who I'm talking to. I've had this conversation with some of you one-on-one. But I feel like there's a lot of you out there that are probably feeling like under this unbearable amount of stress and pressure that the pandemic has put on people on on top of the fact that the job market is not what you anticipated. Look, the world threw you a massive curveball that you could never have guessed. This is very similar. And most of you were probably, I don't know, seven years old when the 07, 08 crisis happened. People were graduating college. It was, and this this might not even sound like quasi-feasible in your mind. It was worse. Nobody had any money. Like everyone went broke. The the stock market was in an absolute tank. There was no jobs in any sector. So that was not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. And all those people will tell you today, looking back, yeah, it sucked. It was stressful. It was not what they planned. It was not why they invested all their money in their MBAs, their bachelor's degree, whatever. They all came out with no jobs, some of them for a year, some of them too, but they all ended up on their feet. Most of them end up on their feet probably. But if they'll think, they'll, the one thing they'll tell you is they look back and say, it's almost like it never happened because it was this blip on the radar that so much other stuff has happened since that you forget about some of the hard times. And that's all we're here to tell you, or I'm here to tell you, but usually it's we. It will be okay. If you're doing what's right and you're being smart about it and you're and you're just trusting your gut 
and going with that passion that's brought you to this point today in your life, you will be fine. Trust me on that. It might not. And like when you're, it's always the hardest when you're in the middle of the storm and whether you're sick, you're dealing with something personal, a breakup, whatever it may be, it's always hardest while you're in the middle of dealing with it. But cliche as it is, time heals all. This will pass. You will have a job. You will hopefully have a job that is not considered a job and it's a dream and it's a career and you never feel like you have a job a day in your life. That's why you want to work in this industry. You want to inflict change on people's lives. You want to be part of something bigger. You want to be able to say, I was able to take so-and-so's day and make it that much better because that's my job every single day. When I go to work, I'm part of something that is special, that is unique, and I have the influence and power to make things happen where I would never even dream about. Don't lose sight of that. Have that be your story when you're going through these interviews, now that you've graduated and you have that right with that expensive piece of paper in your hand in the resume, um, usually about a $300,000 resume in your, in your hand now. That's what you have to bring to these interviews that you're getting set up. The people you're talking to in the higher views. I'm going to talk about Sam Marteka again because I, I had my follow-up with him from last week because he was smart enough to email me five minutes after our conversation. He has already had like three interviews in the past week asking me for advice on other things. And he's even the one thing he did that separated himself from the rest of the pack of what I always tell you that is the most important thing to do in any interview he came to me today with suggestions on how to improve front office features. For me, that is someone showing that they're invested, they're taking the time, they're doing research, and they care, right? That's not just talking the talk. That's literally putting pen to paper and saying, hey, here's some ideas that I think you could do on social. Here's some segments I think you could do with myself in terms of who I am and the situation that I'm in. And here's some things you could do in your description when you talk about timestamps. Like, look, you do that in an interview or an informational interview and you actually bring tangible, relatable, actionable items, you have gotten out of that proverbial pile we talk about. You are no longer just the person I talked to last week and that's the last time we ever talk again. I have already connected him with two individuals in my network because I'm like, you need to talk to this person. And I, I had the conversation with Sam today. He is going to be someone who reminds me very much of Michael Scott, who is going to have a job. It's a matter of not if, it's when. And some of those things, look, you could do everything right. Sam could do everything possibly right under the, his control and he still may not land that role. But that's okay. That role just wasn't the right one at the right time. He'll keep going. He'll figure it out. He'll land the role. And I guarantee you one day I'm sitting here on an update about Sam saying, congratulations, he landed a job with so-and-so to start his career. And it was all because of the hard work he did that paid off in the long run. That's how this works. That's how this industry works. That's how this business works. That's how most industries work. Ours just happen to be very unique in the fact that it's very tiny and very small. And the opportunities are not as plentiful. You majored in finance. You majored in accounting. You get a job tomorrow, right? There's thousands of those jobs available in every city across the world. That's just not the case for sports. He's talking to, I'm, I'm not going to tell you exactly who he's talking to, but he's talking to teams, organizations that are all over the country 
none of them in the exact same location. That's the thing that you deal with when you have to come to when the rubber meets the road here, deciding which path I'm going to take, who I'm going to go work for. Geography. We've always talked about it. Geography is one of the biggest obstacles you will never change about this business. Opportunities are where they are. You can't, you can't change that. The city of Boston only has X amount of jobs. It's, and that X number is not very big. You've got to move. Usually you've got to move unless you get lucky. Sometimes you do. Congratulations if that's the case. Most of us will have to move at least once in our career. Mo- more than once for the majority of us. But all of you starting out, graduating, getting your diploma, congratulations. Seriously, hell of an accomplishment. It's not easy. I know a lot of people do it nowadays, but there's a lot of people who go and try and do it and never finish. You really have accomplished something really you should be proud of. It's not, there's so many distractions in college to to find ways or reasons not to go to class, not do the work, not do the internship. You've made it. Now it begins. And all that work that you've done don't throw it away over being stressed out and making irrational decisions. That's our, my advice to you today is take a deep breath, take a step back, let things come to you. Don't force issues. Don't start changing your preference and departments of what you're willing to do because you need to quote unquote have a job. And I understand financials come into a lot of these different situations but we also under, you should also understand you don't have to start in sports day one. If, if the job that's available is not the right career path to start you down in our industry, go work in another industry. Go get the experience that's going to be required to make you absolutely qualified to apply for that job in two, three years that's in the sports industry. Don't set yourself up for failure for the rest of your career by making irrational decisions because you're feeling the heat and the pressure from other people. If your friend lands a a job or an opportunity, be appreciative and thankful and proud of them. Your moment will come. You don't need to do something just to say, hey, I work for so-and-so. Because we've talked about this. The only person who cares about that is you and your mother. No one else has time to worry about what your email says or what tickets you have or what tickets you don't have or what concerts you get to go to. That's, people have their own lives, their own issues to deal with. The only thing that matters is the job that you have every day when you wake up doesn't feel like one and you're doing what fulfills you on a day-to-day basis. So, seniors, congratulations. I hope you've done everything in your power to network to this day. It's not starting now. And take a deep breath. Go take a break. Go, go golf, go to the beach, go on vacation, get after you get vaccinated, whatever it is that's going to make you feel accomplished about what you just did. Because there's so many things and times that we in, in life just sprint through everything that we we're able to take care of and accomplish and move on to the next thing. Slow down. You got a long way to go. Enjoy the moment. Try and remember the people that you went with, the the experiences you just had before you know it, it's 10 years ago, you're, you proposed to your wife and you have two kids and your, and your son turned five yesterday. So these are the moments that you don't get back. Your twenties are a special, special time. Enjoy them. Don't let them be a burden. 
Don't let them feel stressed. Go have experiences. The money will come. Finances will get better. Life will get easier in some regards. In a lot of regards, it gets harder. So I don't want to paint too much of a rosy picture. But these the, the next couple years of your life when you're meeting new people and you're going on a new adventures and you're starting out your career are some of the most exciting times you'll ever have in your life that you'll never get to relive ever again. I wrote a blog a long time ago. It was called, I Wish I Knew the Good Old Days, right? You, As Andy Bernard from The Office would say, I, sometimes you wish you knew you were in them before it was too late. These, these moments should not be stressful. Embrace them with open arms. It's going to be a blast. You're going to have so many memories that come from these next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years that these are the times you'll look back on in your career and be like, I wish I could go back to that. With growth comes more responsibility. Yes, more pay. But that it just equals more stress. Don't rush into the finalization of your career. Don't peak at 26. Enjoy it. Enjoy being 24 and 25 and not being the executive who has to figure everything out. Those days will come. And if that's what you want to have one day, great. But you got to do the right things now to get to that point. And from there, the rest is gravy. If everything else is you're, you're happy and you, you're with someone you, you love or you are living where you want to live and you're with around friends and family and that is fulfilling you, everything else is just gravy. Titles, paychecks, whatever. It's gravy. It's not what's going to be really make you happy. Your day-to-day and who you interact with and what you do for a living, that can really make you happy or sad. So just hit the pause button, appreciate the moment, go forward, walk down that aisle, get your diploma, party your ass off, have a margarita, Cinco de Mayo, whatever it may be, but really just, again, take a deep breath. It will be okay. I promise you. I don't, it sounds like I probably should end there, but I'm not going to because I wrote down other notes as I'm talking to myself down here. Because um, I want to touch on one other thing. For some of you, you're going through a, a quick process here in regards to what it's like to be in the workforce, what the application process is like. And Sam, we're going to revert it back to Sam, had a great idea. What if we started having conversations with each of you out there who want to be willing to come on and tell us some of your experiences. We're not going to name names in terms of organizations, but some of the process that you've gone through, some of the mistakes you've made, some of the things that you think you did well, if you landed the job, if you didn't land the job, what you would want to do better, get advice from us live. So we're going to kick it off with Sam next week. I'm going to walk through and discuss with him how he, what he's done, who he's talked to in terms of like positions and and types of roles that he's going after, his experience that will hopefully enlighten some of you that you're not alone. You're not the only ones going through this. But what are some other people doing well that you can use as tips and tricks to get, again, get out of that proverbial pile, right? That's the whole goal is to separate yourself from the pack. A resume and a diploma don't do that. That's not enough anymore. So we're going to start that next week. If you're interested in being a guest, quote unquote, and sharing your experience of what you're dealing with 
or if you're someone who's recently started a career and wants to talk about that and give people real true insight of to what it's like to transition from college into the interview process or into the workforce, please reach out. Contact us on DM us on social media, email us frontofficefeatures at gmail.com. Reach out to myself, Chris, that's at the Red Sox, Rob, the Woo Sox, Alina, our intern. We'd love to hear from you, bring you on, and just have a one-on-one chat. We're not going to be the big, scary, eviscerate you or tell you what you're doing wrong. It's 100% going to be your experience of what you've encountered to date asking us questions of how we can help you get through the process and giving you advice and pointers of what we think you could improve if that's what you're looking for. Or if you just want to share your story, use it as a brand, getting your name out there to the whole world, quite frankly, of the listeners that we have. But this was an idea that came from Sam and just him following up with me and saying, what do you think about this? So, And he wasn't specifically even talking about himself. And I said, Sam, guess what? (laughs) Let's do it. You're on, buddy. So next week, you'll hear from Sam. So if you want to be involved in this, reach out, DM us, add us, tweet us, LinkedIn us, woof us, whatever the hell you need to do to get to us. We'd love to have you on and have you be a part of this journey and story to help others that are in the same shoes. Um, so there's that. Also, I wanted to just kind of give a more of a peek behind the curtain on what I do every day what the world of sponsorship is like. Uh, Real quick anecdotal story of the difference between ticket sales and corporate sales and the transitioning of that world and where people probably fall down. I was fortunate to close a partnership today with a local brewery with our um, Nesson constituents from a media standpoint for a brewery who we serve their beer at Fenway Park. They are not the official beer of the Red Sox, nor can they do anything with the Red Sox because of Sam Adams. But we obviously own other entities in which companies utilize to kind of circumvent said exclusivity. Uh, This company is going to do so. But to give everyone a sense, I went back and looked. My initial outreach to them was in on May 16th, 2019. May 16th, 2019. That's almost two years ago to the day was the first time I interacted with these people. The people I interacted with two years ago are not the people I closed the deal with today. That's how long it took to go from initial outreach to meetings, to concepts, to personnel changes, to finally getting the contract signed and approved on May 5th, 2021. That is the difference between corporate sales and ticket sales in a nutshell. It takes perseverance organization, because you could just let that thing fall through the crack, right? You just don't follow up. You don't meet new people. People left the organization. I had to stay on top of that and get introduced to the new folks, reach out, start the process from square one, quite frankly, because it's a brand new person who has their own ideas and own concepts that they want to institute. So the initial proposal was blown up, start all over. That is a little peek behind what I do every day and what we deal with in our world. You can do everything right. Same as an interview meet all the right folks, get all the right proposals. They had agreed to a deal in the summer of 2019 that eventually those people who had agreed to the deal were let go before the contract got signed. It took almost two years to get them back to the table and sign a contract. 
Now, is that every single partnership? No, but the majority, I'd say, are in the 12 to 18 month range of from initial outreach to close, unless you find or strike gold every once in a while. It's just for those of you who are looking to be in the world of corporate sales and corporate partnerships, a little peek behind the curtain of how long and how much work we do with sometimes very little results in a given year, but that eventually might pay off years down the road. It's a very sometimes mind F, quite frankly, of how much we do from a prospecting outreach and work proposals that amounts to nothing in a short transactional time. But staying on top of those folks, getting them to the right people is usually a job in itself. But then when people, the right people leave and you start all over again, can be extremely frustrating. I, for one, can attest as someone who has lost, uh, we'll leave it at numerous significant partnerships over the past couple of years based on things changing, the world changing, pandemics happening, contracts not being signed. It can be a very frustrating process. But when things like today happen and you close a partnership that you started two years ago, it is one of the most rewarding feelings you can have because all of your work and effort paid off. That's not a call-in. That's not a hand-me-in. That's not that's someone, myself, putting in the effort and attitude and work to get to that point today to close that deal. Then you get to see it come to life by watching a game. It's just pretty cool. So just a quick peek behind the curtain in terms of what my world is like. That's just a small tidbit. I, we, Rob and I talk about this, how we want to do some more, like giving you guys behind the scenes of what our day-to-day really truly is. So the other thing, Sam, again, Sam's going to be a star of this podcast moving forward, I'm pretty sure, brought up is he is shocked by the level, well, I'd say the, the, the lack of interaction that our good CMO is garnering on social media from the listener group out there. We know you're listening. I see the listener numbers every single week. They're consistently going up. The followers are going up. Alina is driving the followers up. She's asking poignant questions. You have a chance to build your brand of your personal brand within our social followers by responding to the posts, reaching out, showing your level of expertise. Add value to a conversation just like Sam did with a one-on-one with me. Get get involved in front office features discussions. We want to hear from you. Like we're doing this for you. We don't get paid to come down here and do this. We're doing this because we want to help you get better or more prepared for what lies ahead. But we need to know from you, what do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? What questions do you have? Interact on social media. You can start being that person that's under the account that everyone starts to know. And when you go to apply for a job, someone says, oh, so-and-so, we, I, know per, I know for a fact we have followers who are from all over the industry, who already work in this industry, who follow us and listen to this. It is a chance for you to build your own personal brand within our network that we've created for you. So get involved. You're on Twitter. You're on LinkedIn. You're on Instagram. I know you all are. You're click, 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 clicking away, liking, whatever. Use it to your advantage. Social media can be powerful when used right. 
You can build your own brand beyond liking someone's pictures or whatever the hell they're up to on the quad. Show your skill set in our Twitter feed, in our LinkedIn feed, who we have almost 2,000 followers of mainly sports industry executives watching what you comment or say. Build your brand. Stand out from the crowd. All the, otherwise, what we talked about, when I just talked about early in this podcast, was all for naught. You've done it. You've gone this far. Don't stop now. Go land your dream, whatever that may be. And if it's not in sports, that's fine too. I don't care. Just go do something you're passionate about that makes you feel proud every day that you wake up and go and put on that hat and open that computer or do whatever it needs to be done. That's the end goal of this. That's why this podcast exists is to help you get to that place because Rob and I have selfishly take satisfaction out of seeing the success stories that come from folks such as yourselves. So again, congratulations to all of you who have graduated this week or in the next couple of weeks. Enjoy it. Take a breath. It will be okay. Tell your parents, I told them the same thing. It will be okay. Have them call me. Have them call my parents who asked me 20 years ago, what the hell are you going to do with a sports management degree? They can attest. It will be okay. My brother, congratulations. My brother just landed a job. Hopefully, his I don't know if his current role, people. hopefully no one in his current job listens to this. He's going to go work for DC Comics, representing them in PR and marketing. So I'm going to have Batman and the Red Sox in our family. Used to have Boston beer. Pretty cool family, right? It all works out. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We look forward to having Rob back next week. Thanks for joining me this week for my solo, quote unquote, talking to myself in my basement. It was quite fun. I don't know how anyone does this when those, those radio show hosts who do this for a living and are solo. I much prefer, as I've done this now once, having a guest to talk to. Um, as I think most of us like to talk to someone else. So next week, back to normal. Rob will be back. We'll probably need to talk him off a ledge a little bit. So again, if you can think of it, send him a note that you're thinking of him. Wish him luck. He's a ball of stress right now. We got to make sure he's okay. But anyway, thank you everybody again for listening. We'll talk soon. Reach out again if you want to be part of this podcast. Tell your story from what you're going through, questions you might have. And again, it will be okay. Have a good night. Later.